Joining me on the phone this afternoon, I have Sam Schneider. He is the owner of Inland Cape Rice over in southern Illinois and on that river by Missouri as well. Sam, how's it been going this year? How's the rice crop? The crop is good. We've uh, been irrigating a lot. We've been we've had a dry early summer. Uh, been been pumping a lot of water on to keep the crop healthy. Um, but we've been blessed with some rain here these last couple weeks, so um, the crop looks good. Um, we're getting here about a month, a month and a half from harvest. So exciting time of the year for us to see the rice start heading out, and um, you know we're getting excited for harvest and gearing up for for this next year's crop and to mill the next year's crop and uh, see how everything turned out. So it's an exciting time of the year for us for sure. And I definitely did just jump the gun a little bit because I just wanted to get in and talk about your crop. But let's have you introduce yourself to our listeners here today. Sure. Yeah, my name is Sam Schneider, and I'm the owner of Inland Cape Rice Company. We farm uh, rice, corn, and soybeans in southern Illinois. And then we also own and operate a rice milling and packaging facility um, on the western side of the Mississippi River in southeast Missouri. So we're a completely vertically integrated business. We do a little bit of farming, and then we mill and process that rice and we also buy rice from other local farmers as well um, to uh, meet the demands of our customers. How long you've been in this business? So we've been farming rice uh, specifically since 2016 uh, to take advantage of our, our, our wet climate or our wet soils, uh, wet heavy clay soils um, where our farm is. Um, we have an abundance of water here in the Mississippi River, which is definitely a blessing for us. Um, so it helps take advantage of the opportunities that we have. And then we actually are coming up on our one-year anniversary of our rice mill. So we um, we decided to start vertically integrating our business. Um, rice is something that's always been uh, intriguing to me, something that I've always found a lot of interest in physically um, on the farming side, but also on the consumer side. Um, my family eats a lot of rice. We're big into health and nutrition, and um, it's just something that really has always pulled at me, and uh, just a great way for us to tie in the, you know, a farm to table and, um, you know, meet the, meet the customer in the middle as far as, you know, letting people know where their food comes from, and then vice versa, you know, on the farming side, we know who our customer is, so we get to make sure that we're producing a, a quality product, a sustainable product, uh, that meets the needs of, of what people want here domestically and across the world, too. And I'm not sure if you mentioned this already, but you said you started farming rice in 2016. Did you have any farming background before that point, or did you just start with rice then? Yes. Yeah, so my dad is a first-generation farmer, and, and so I grew up farming. Um, I graduated college in 2014, um, and so that was, you know, I guess you could say when I really started farming full time, right? Um, although, you know, we work on the farm, uh, 24 seven, it's different when you start paying your bills with, uh, you know, with, with the, with the crops that you grow. And, um, so we've always grown, uh, mainly corn and soybeans, some wheat, milo, things like that throughout the, you know, over the years, but, um, we did not get into rice until 2016. And so, uh, that's sort of where, uh, where where things changed for us just overall as a business and as a family as well. And you were saying that the soil that you guys had available to you is what kind of helped drive you towards rice, but where did that conversation start? How did you just one day wake up and go, you know, what if we tried rice? 
Yeah, they're, you know, so where we're at, we have very heavy clay soils, which rice loves because um, they, they, rice thrives in, 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 in those conditions, um, whereas other crops don't like those heavy clay wet conditions quite as much. And we had several years in a row, row where we really battled um, flooding issues and, and heavy rains um, where if, in rice you can take advantage of that. And there's a couple guys in our area um, that started doing it, and uh, they found some success with it, it seemed. And, and, you know, we were able to kind of work with, with other people to help us learn that process and, and really take advantage of, of our area. Where we're at, we're actually one of the farthest north rice farms in the entire country, which um, offers us some unique benefits as far as milling quality um, and, and health of our of our crop. Um, with cooler nights, where we're at uh, geographically in the country, um, it helps us with our milling yields, helps us with our physical yields on the farm, um, and uh, gives us a little bit of a unique um, addition, I guess you could say, to the crop as opposed to some of the guys that fight some of the um, more hot and humid climate issues down in the south. So what kind of adjustments did you guys have to make on the farm to transition to rice? Is it similar to farming corn and soybeans at all? It's very different um, and very similar in many ways. Um, One thing that you have to have for rice is, uh, you, you know, you have to be able to irrigate the rice. So um, you can irrigate rice many ways. You can you can irrigate rice with flood irrigation, where you put up, you know, if you've seen the rice paddies, right, with levees. Um, that's one way to do it. And now a lot of guys, including us, we do what's called furrow irrigated rice or row rice, where you actually furrow irrigate that rice um, on a bed, um, a furrow bed, and you, you plant across those beds, and then you flush water down those furrows to irrigate that rice. Um that's a very similar practice in corn and soybeans, um, and that's one that's been adopted in rice, which has not been used. Um, I don't think guys really started doing it until within the last decade or so. Uh, became very popular. Varieties have gotten uh, more disease and drought tolerant, where they're able to handle those stre- more stressful conditions without a flood. Um, so we grow rice many different ways. We grow row rice. We grow paddy rice. Um, but in order to properly irrigate those fields you have to do the proper dirt work most of our fields are precision uh i'm sorry precision graded um you know where our fields are graded at a one percent or a half a percent slope um to efficiently manage that water um to not have runoff but also to be able to hold an even level flood on our fields um and make sure we don't have any runoff of water make sure we're capturing as much water rainwater as we can um, and then also reducing runoff of, of our soils and um, keep those farms in, in good shape for many generations to come. And what does that growing season look like? Typically, we plant rice um, from April to May, and then we'll typically harvest from September through October. Um, that's, that's typically the season. Sometimes you can get started a little earlier and, and end up running a little bit later, depending on the depending on mother nature, but that's, that's an average year for us. Okay. So it's kind of similar to what you were seeing with the corn and soybeans as well. Yeah. Very, very similar for sure. And we connected because I saw this release from USA rice about India and rice supply as they 
Congress put an export ban on rice. Can we talk a little bit about that and how that might affect farmers or rice here in the United States? Sure. Um, you know, for for the for the short term, you know, it, it might actually help our market um, here in the U.S. Um, India is subsidized up to ninety four percent of their farmers' costs, uh, their input costs for their farmers. So. When times get tough for us, then our input costs rise, correct? So we're all very familiar with that, you know, through these last couple of years um, in many different industries and on a personal level as well. Um, due to the fact that their markets are subsidized by the Indian government, that allows for them to maintain and keep a cheap price on the world market. Um, whereas the domestic farmer for example, through the COVID pandemic, we were faced with extremely high input costs and that kept, that kept the world market price low. Um, and so for the short term, if India has a ban on an export ban on non-basmati, non-parboiled rice, um, that could potentially help us in the short term. But in the long term, um, while they're building up their stocks, and at the point where they decide to flood the, mar- the world market again, then we might be looking back at, you know, um, a, another another flood of the market with, with cheap rice. Um, so in the short term, we have no concerns here in the U.S. Uh, as far as the domestic supply, we've got great farmers. We've got a uh, good supply of rice. We're coming up on harvest. Um, our, our rice acres are up here in the U.S., which is great and healthy for our industry. Uh, so we're excited about that, but um, it's kind of a twofold issue. So there's going to be no need to go out and start panic buying or stocking up on rice right now. No, ma'am, not at all. It is not a toilet paper issue for sure. There's plenty of rice to go around, plenty of uh, very healthy rice farms and rice mills that are that are going to have a good fresh crop uh, this fall. As a matter of fact, a lot of farmers in the you know in the in the south are are already harvesting that crop. Um, there is definitely, you know, and here, and what's cool about the U.S., we grow many different types of rice. Um, we even grow basmati rice um, here in the U.S. And, and jasmine rice. And then, you know, a lot of long grain. And then out west in California, they grow a lot of medium grain. We do grow some medium grain here in the Mid-South as well. So there's really not much that the U.S. rice farmer or our mills don't have to offer. Um, we've got a great product plenty of variety and places to choose from and places to buy. Um, No concerns here for sure. We'll just keep hanging on to our toilet paper in the meantime. (laughs) We're talking with Sam Schneider, the owner of Inland Cape Rice Company. And I want to give you guys a shout out because you do, you have your own rice that you are able to buy. We're able to buy that. Can you tell us where we can find it? Yeah, sure. So our product you can find um, online on our e-commerce site at www.inlandcaperice.com. Um, our products also offered in a lot of different grocery stores throughout the Midwest, Hy-Vee, uh, Schnucks, Deerbergs, and then through the South and Publix, uh, HEB, um, and through uh, online channels like Amazon, and of course through our e-commerce on our website. So uh, plenty of places to buy rice and Um, plenty of supermarkets around the country that carry our rice and other great suppliers as well. Well, Sam, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us and good luck with harvest starting next month. Not a problem. I really appreciate it. And we'll take all the luck we can get. Have a great day.
you as well. Again, that's Sam Schneider. He's the owner of Inland Cape Rice Company here on AM 1330 FM 94.1 WRAM.